0: This is a Neighbors United in Christ
1: broadcast. Just as I am Just as I am poor, wretched, blind, sight riches. Will- Today.
2: This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Come into the presence of I Am. We come into God's presence with wonder. God's name is holy and eternal. We speak God's name with joy. Welcome to Worship, Good Neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish worship service sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Taig, and thanks today to Jim Haugerud and Debbie Taig, our musicians, Kathy Christensen, our reader and provider of the children's message, and for Brad Anderson, who's doing our engineer, recording engineer work today. We so appreciate that. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio 93.1 FM. And it's live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268. 9577 by mail at nuic parish 1578 85th avenue amory wisconsin and through our website at www.nuicparish.org today's radio broadcast is sponsored in a very special way and jim i'd like you to share why this is a special day for your family.
1: Well, yesterday uh, would have been 79 years ago yesterday, mom and dad got married and uh, dad left us three years ago, but we still celebrate, it's still a a celebration. Um, They had almost 76 years together. And even though he's not with us, we still celebrate that day as their anniversary. So uh, happy anniversary, mom and
2: dad. Yeah, thank you. That's neat. Most of us want to live 75 years. Just imagine to be married that long. It's pretty amazing. Well, some announcements. that Next Sunday we'll be at Little Falls at 9.30. October 14th at Duranda there will be a special meal of scallop potatoes and uh, other things. So we'd love to have you join us there. And again, every Wednesday night at 5.30 we have a supper and a family jam we're calling it. Jesus and me will have a short worship, confirmation we will have time, Bible study for the adults, and kids will have their special time also. So know you are welcome to any and all of our events. The Church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. You may want to have a cloth to lay before you, a candle and a cross to enhance your worship space today. You also may want to have a Bible or Bibles for the kids so they can read along with the scriptures. So as we begin worship, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts, and to the spirit of God's love and presence, and begin with the invocation. Dedicating this hour to the presence and purposes of God, we worship together with God the Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Spirit our breath of life. Amen. We confess our sins before God and one another. God of all that is, We have failed to trust you to care for us. We have tried to be our own God in our lives and in the lives of others. We have not listened to your call nor lived in faithfulness to you. We have caused harm directly and indirectly to ourselves, our neighbors, and your creation. In your infinite grace and mercy, forgive and restore us so that with your help, we might become the people you created us to be. Well, hear the good news. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we are made new creations in Christ Jesus. And through his selfless sacrifice, God forgives us all our sin. Walk with God in this newness of life. Amen. We'll continue with our gathering songs.
1: Take time to be home with the Lord. Take time to be holy, the world rushes on. Spend much time in sea. is p-
0: good friends do.
1: This earth
0: will pass and with the common trifles, but God and I will go unendingly. This earth will pass and with
2: continue with the morning litany. God calls us out of the burning bush. We turn aside in wonder to look. God calls us by name. We come closer, now uneasy. God calls us to a great task. We balk. Surely not us, but God assures us there is no other. We argue, no one will take us seriously. God equips us with all we need, even God's name. We try one more time. Send someone else. God lovingly reminds us that it is not us doing the work, but God. We give up. Our trust is in God. Continue with the prayer of the day. God of mercy is... Like Moses, you call us into your work of liberation. Equip us for this work and remind us that we are not alone in it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I encourage you now to share the sign of, a sign of peace where you bless yourself or someone worshiping with you. Begin with a touch on the forehead and use the Trinity formula. Be blessed, or I am blessed, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. If you want to, uh, how to bless ourselves is using, using the sign of the cross, would be helpful where you trace the sign of the cross over ourselves with thumb, touching the first two fingers, start at forehead, and recite the Trinity formula. In the name of the Father, touch forehead, and the Son, touch chest, and Holy, touch left shoulder, Spirit, then right shoulder, and then amen, touch the heart. At this time, we turn to the Holy Scriptures, where Kathy will share those and the children's message.
3: The first lesson comes from Exodus, chapter 1, verses 8 through 14, and chapter 3, verses 1 through 15. Moses, Moses, and he said here I am. Then he said, come no closer. Remove the sandals from your feet, for the place in which you are standing is holy ground. He said further, I am the the God of your father, the God of Jacob, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob and Abraham. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I have observed the misery of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry on the account of their taskmasters. Indeed, I know their suffering, and I have come down to deliver them from the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land to good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey, to the country of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perzets and the he- Hebavets and the Jerizzites. The cry of the Israelites are now come to me, and I have also seen how the Egyptians oppressed them. So come, I will send you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And he said, I will be with you, and this shall be the sign for you that it is I who sent you when you have been brought when you have brought the people out of Egypt, and you shall worship God on this mountain. But Moses said to God, If I come to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. He said further, Thus say to the Israelites, I am has sent you, me, to you. God also said to Moses, thus you shall say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham and Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my title for all generations. The Holy Gospel, according to Mark, the 12th chapter, verses 26 and 27a. Glory to you, O Lord. And as for the dead being raised, have you not read the book of Moses in the story about the bush, how God said to him, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob? He is the God not of the dead, but of the living, and you are quite wrong. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. It's time now to talk with the young people of the parish. Hi, guys. I want you to pretend that I'm holding a very dry branch from a maple tree. Actually, I think it's more from an oak tree. The leaves are brown, and they're dry, and they're all withered. Now, what would happen to this branch if I put a lighted match to it? It would burn up, and there'd be nothing left but ashes. I'm going to read you a story in the Sparks Bible entitled The Burning Bush, and it's on page 72. I want you to listen to this amazing story. Moses was watching his sheep in the hot, dry desert, and suddenly he saw a strange sight. Flames of fire came from a bush, but the bush did not burn up. Moses squinted his eyes. He looked around the bush one way, and then he looked around the bush the other way. Moses, Moses, said a loud voice. Moses was scared. He said, here am I. Take off your shoes, the voice thundered. The place where you are standing is holy ground. Moses kicked off his sandals, keeping his eye on the flaming bush. I am the God of your fathers, the voice said. Moses hid his face. He was afraid to look at God. I've heard my people crying in Egypt, God said. My people are hurting and I've come to save them. Wow, thought Moses. How did God do this? Go, said God. I'm sending you to Pharaoh to ask him to let my people go. Moses said, me? Who am I to go to Pharaoh? Who am I to lead your people? He threw himself down onto the ground before God, but he kept one eye on that burning bush. I'll be with you, God said. Moses trusted God. He was willing to do anything God said, and God gave Moses the words and the power that he needed to talk to Pharaoh and lead those people out of Egypt. Now that's quite an amazing story, don't you think? That bush didn't even burn. Moses in the story was actually talking with God in that burning bush. What a spectacular and beautiful thing that Moses saw. Can you think of some amazing and beautiful and spectacular things that you have seen? Maybe it's a beautiful sunset or a rainbow or a really cool storm. Do you think some of those spectacular things that you've seen is really God showing us his presence presence, just like the burning bush Moses saw? But does God only reveal himself to us in big showy things like a burning bush. You know, some people say they see God every time they see a baby smile. That's a real simple, small, and beautiful thing. God met Moses in a really amazing way, and God meets us every day in lots of amazing and small ways. Just watch for them. Let us pray. Dear God, Help me to recognize your presence with us, whether it is big or small. We love seeing your beauty in the world. In your name, amen.
4: Grace
2: Now, may the words of my mouth and meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord our Rock and our Redeemer. A couple weeks ago, I was in Canada and uh, had a great time of the fishing and the fellowship and the wonders of nature. The lake was beautiful, the nighttime with the stars were great. And I have to admit, when I read the story or heard the story of moses and the burning bush when i was a kid that was fascinating i thought wow i have to admit as i've gotten older i'm surprised how god meets us uh, and and the people like moses in his day you'd think you know this god of the universe maybe would have had more fun with a volcano or uh, wind, But you see, like even in Elijah, there was the windstorm and everything else, and then he came in a still, small voice. I don't know how big that bush was, but there was something powerful about it, and it very definitely caught Moses' attention and delivered a sharp and strong message to him that he had an amazing job to do. One of the things I've enjoyed about this story was where God says, I am who I am. And we'll talk mostly probably about that as we go through this text. Just as Moses' name denotes where he comes from, the divine name or the name of God tells us something about God's origin. I am who I am signifies a timelessness unique to God. It suggests that God always was, always has been, and always will be. It lets Moses know that his connection to God extends from a long-established ancestral line all the way to him, and hints that some, that same connection will be passed on for many generations past Moses. I am who I am also has a transcendent quality to it. It confirms for us that God cannot be explained by just one identifying characteristic. God's essence is unlike literally anything else. Comparisons, metaphors, and descriptions just can't do it justice. Finally, the divine name comes in the context of a call for Moses to live, to deliver God's people. So really the divine name is inherently a promise that God will be God now and forever. And because God is God now and forever, God will deliver God's people now and forever. God is timeless and God is transcendent, which means that God will work this deliverance in a myriad of ways. In this combination of stories, we see God delivering Israel through chosen people and outsiders, through family, strangers, through working people, nobility, through babies, children and adults, through deceit and through honesty. In fact, we even see multiple layers of deliverance in these texts over generations. Isn't it interesting that Sifra and Pua and the daughter of Pharaoh are arguably as important as Moses in the book of Exodus because they deliver the deliverer. God works through them in order to work, through Moses. When Jesus says to the Sadducees in Mark, the 12th chapter, that God is a God of the living, this is what the Spirit wants us to hear today, that our God, who has delivered so many of our ancestors in faith, continues to deliver us too. And God has added another divine name into the mix of the deliverance, the name of Jesus. the Old Testament Moses is probably one of the central characters after 435 years of slavery he is called and to deliver his people we've all seen movies and other stories about Moses and uh, have made that a, a remarkable story to hear but I can't imagine that we can grasp how many people there were. Not just a few hundred, not just a few thousand, but hundreds of thousands. And to think that they went through the desert for 40 years and then came to a land that they occupied and took over. Moses had quite a history. It's one of the main stories In fact, the Passover, which was a a thing that we celebrate now as communion, ties the deliverance from slavery in the Old Testament to Jesus' new covenant to us, where God delivers us through the gift of himself. As the lamb was slain and they put blood on the doors so that they would be saved, so the Christ has offered his body, his blood, for our deliverance. So it's personal, Where once we were in slavery, there is deliverance for us. When we struggle, there can be hope that the end is not what we see around us. And sometimes it doesn't always come out the way we want, but God is at work and has a much larger picture for us. I think of how we get so tied up in our circumstances that we forget that God is there working in the good and the bad. A neat little story out to Live Today is about a farmer who had an unusually fine crop of grain. Just a few days before it was ripe for the harvest, a terrible hail and windstorm came. The farmer's entire crop was demolished when the storm was finally past, the farmer walked with his little boy to the back porch. They looked at what had been a beautiful field of wheat several hours before. With tears filling his eyes, the little lad looked up at his father, expecting to hear words of despair. But Suddenly, the father began to sing softly. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. This father's simple faith enabled him to see beyond the ruined crop to the rainbow above. He saw the great love of God that once more shone against the dark cloud. He lived a life of practical faith. Now I know how farmers, my dad was a farmer and it's just always amazing to hear how it's like one foot. Well, you know, the crops aren't gonna be good this year. And somehow it comes that it's pretty amazing how marvelous the crops usually end. But sometimes you don't have insurance, and the things like this happen, it is heavy on a family. It makes it hard. But where's the faith? That farmer knew. His hope was beyond just his vocation, his hope was in God. Another story from World War II, where air raids over London, a family was sitting on their front porch enjoying a refreshing evening air when suddenly the sirens sounded announcing the imminent arrival of German warplanes. The father and son rushed off in one direction while the mother and daughter ran in another, each to their appointed place in a bomb shelter. The bombing that night was unusually heavy. After the all-clear signal was given, the father and the boy searched frantically for the other members of their family, only to find them dead. Their own home was reduced to a pile of ruin. The depressed father sat down in the midst of the debris. The boy, however, chose to wander about in the garden, and as the night grew darker, the stars came into the sky blinking brightly. After some time, the father realized that his son was not with him. Where are you? What are you doing? He called. And the boy replied, I'm watching God hang out the stars. When we are almost overcome by trials and heartaches and feel that all the wrongs of the world have fallen upon us, our faith still tells us to know God is present. He lives and is ever ready to comfort us. He hangs out his stars each night, the stars of hope, of promise, of strength, and of courage. In Berlin, during the course of the same war, Bishop Hans Lilly in prison looked up at those, to those same stars as did the little English boy in London. Every night air raids pinpointed that city, when the warning signs began their wail, the guards would hurry below to the safety of the barn shelter. It was then that Hans would move calmly to the darkened window of his little prison cell, throw aside the blackout curtain, and look up at the stars shining in the midnight sky. These stars were to him a symbol of hope. His faith found profound renewal during such times of struggle and adversity. It is during our periods of darkness and despair that we need to learn to pray to Jesus. Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. God will never forsake his own. Good words for us to remember, but I also wanna move us back to who Jesus is and that name I am. Always present tense, always more than we can think or dream about. It's I am in the past, it's I am in the present, and I am in the future. God is always there. But Jesus made some other things, and as we think of the stars and things, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. What does that bring to mind for you? Light and darkness. Sometimes we don't see light as much in a daytime like stars and moon because the light around us. Even when they had the northern lights in the cities, they said, if you get outside of the city lights, you can see them much better. Darkness. Light shines through it. Then he says, I am the good shepherd. Another picture of a God who cares and Her Jesus loves us and lays down his life for us. And then he goes to, I am the door of the sheep. Another way words, the place in which you can find shelter and care and community. Or, he says, further, I am the bread of life. The very essence of life, the sustenance of life, takes care of the very basic needs of who we are. And, of course, if you go back to Moses, you have the manna story, and then, of course, here we have the feeding of the 5,000, but you also have Jesus offering himself as bread to us today. And then he says, I am the vine. Talks about the closeness and how we can be in community, but the source of that community, the source of our lives, is in that vine. And then, of course, the verses that we all like to hear, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Even when Philip says that, but but we don't know the way. And Jesus says, yes, you do. You know me. I am the way. The truth and the life. And the last I am that he says in the New Testament in John is, I am the resurrection and the life. I hear a lot of people talking about how God isn't powerful today, or that the story of the resurrection isn't crucial. It really just shows that God loves us and Jesus loves us by dying on the cross. The resurrection doesn't make sense, but it is central and core to who we are as a church. You think of the disciples that when Jesus died on the cross were scattered and running and afraid. A mere 50 days later, they are preaching about the resurrected one that they had seen and experienced, and the rest of their lives were following this Jesus who promised life and resurrection for them. They faced death, they faced persecution with a boldness that they would have never had if they hadn't known Jesus as the resurrected one. May we celebrate Easter every day of our lives, where we again hear those words, I am, the resurrection and the life. And in hearing that, may we live as a people who are bold as the disciples, facing whatever comes in the future. Because the I am God is there. Amen. Rock of ages cleft for
1: me. Let me hide myself in thee. Let the water and the blood from thy wounded side which flowed be a sin, the double cure. Save me from its guilt and power. Not the labors of my hands can fulfill thy laws demands. Could my zeal nor respite know, could my tears forever flow? All for sin could not atone. Thou must save and Simply to the cross I cling. Naked come to thee for dress. Helpless look to thee for grace. Foul I to the fountain fly. Wash me, Savior, While I draw this fleeting breath When mine eyes shall close in death When I soar to worlds unknown See thee on thy judgment throne Rock of ages cleft for me Let me hide myself in Thee.
2: Now let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary,
0: children pray Lord send your spirit in this place Lord listen to your children pray send us love send us power send us
5: grace With gratitude for our whole selves, created in your image and made new in Christ, we pray for the church, the world, and all who are in need. God of action, as with Moses, you call the least likely and give them everything they need to carry out your will of love and justice in the world. Help us to hear and answer your call despite our fears and doubts and fill us with trust in your promise to walk with us through every challenge. Eternal God, in mercy, hear our prayer. You covered the earth in vegetation from the simple mosses to the giant sequoias, along with every plant we cultivate for food. Make us careful stewards of soil, water, and all that every green thing needs to survive and thrive for the benefit of all creation. Eternal God, in mercy, hear our prayer. Call into leadership those who are committed to doing your work of justice and liberation in the world. Equip and strengthen them to persist in the face of opposition for the good of your beloved children. Eternal God, in mercy, hear our prayer. Call, equip, and guide medical professionals in every specialty, so that they might carry out your healing work every day. Bring health and wholeness to all who experience ailments of body, mind, or spirit, especially Kelsey Zamuda, Joyce Anderson, Ron Lee, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Jim Wade, Owen Cordy, Maury Nicholson, Helen Erickson, Julie Dubois, Scott Morgan, Matt Quera. Randy Goglin, Ida Martinson, Jim Curtis, Helen Jorgensen, Becky Anderson, Shirley Lenz, David Christensen, Dean Muse, Jean Hoisington, and Halen Hoisington, Diane and Pete Fall, and Ron Wilson. Eternal God, in mercy, hear our prayer. In nations overflowing with wealth, children still go to bed hungry every day. Strengthen all who strive to change the inequities embedded in our economic and social systems, that all might have life and have it abundantly. Eternal God, in mercy, hear our prayer. We are filled with gratitude for the saints who proclaimed to us the name of God, who showed us how to answer God's call and who equipped us for the journey of faith. Make us to shout your name in love as they did until we stand together in your presence once again. Eternal God, in mercy, hear our prayer. We place in your loving arms these, our prayers, spoken and unspoken, trusting in your boundless mercy through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. <coughs>
0: Lord! Listen to your children pray Lord send your spirit in this place Lord listen to your children pray Send us love send us power
2: As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors. Gracious and holy God, bless these tithes and offerings for the sake of your kingdom. Let the grace and generosity of the Father be the light that guides us, the compassion of the Son be the love that inspires us, and the presence of the Spirit to be the power that moves us. Today we'd like to do communion, and uh, so I hope that you have your wine and bread ready. And while you're getting that ready, we'll have Jim and Debbie sing Break Thou the Bread of Life.
1: Break Thou the bread of life, dear Lord, to me. As Thou didst break the load beside the sea, beyond the sacred page I seek Thee, Lord. bless thou the truth, dear lord to Sealed within thy word, and in thy book revealed, I see the Lord.
2: When the church celebrates Holy Communion, we gather with all saints from every time and place to hear again the story of God's power and the love shown to us through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body broken for you. Do this as oft as you eat it in remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the wine, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant, in my blood shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death and resurrection until he comes. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. Take the bread or wafer, and as you eat it, hear this promise from Jesus, the body of Christ broken for you. Take the wine or grape juice, and as you drink it, hear this promise from Jesus, the blood of Christ shed for you. Now, may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you to life everlasting. Amen. Called to walk together as the body of Christ, let us abide with one another in peace. Thanks be to God. Receive the benediction. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. Amen. Be not
1: dismayed, whatever.
0: Thank you for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches. Our small town churches in neighbor, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. the way, he will take care.